Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ho ho ho! Welcome back to Real the Rouge podcast, everyone. It's been it's been a bit of a break. Um, I was I was thinking about doing a World Cup one, one of those sort of daily ones, and uh, in the end, I just couldn't be asked. <laughs> I couldn't be asked. It, it's a bit about all the stuff around the World Cup at the beginning, which I'll be honest, I felt um, more acutely. I think at the beginning, and now as things happen, as human beings are hypocritical, I think as the World Cup's gone mm-hmm. on a lot of the issues probably have been pressed to the back of my mind and I'm just kind of enjoying the football, which, you know, I, I hold my hands up to that. I, I know that. but um, I, pre- I predicted that as well. I, I said that that's how it would play out what, for, you... for most people, but including myself, I could feel I could feel that it would move away from the politics yeah, and I into mean, the actual football. And, and genuinely speaking, and it wasn't, it wasn't even just, and I'm not, I'm not digging out anybody that did do this or is doing this, I wasn't just making a big point of being like, well, I'm not going to enjoy this World Cup because of these political issues and I'm mm. not going to watch it out of principle. Um, mm. I still kind of, it, you know, maybe paper thin or whatever, my sort of mentality still is that football is our game. You know, it's not FIFA's, it's not Qatar's. It's one of the few kind of lights in life for all of us. So much of our existence, our happiness, our everything is tethered to this sport. Um, and I, you know, it's selfish, I guess, but I, I didn't yeah. want to give that up. Um, but I wasn't, I, genuinely speaking, and it, and it is probably because of the politics. No, it is be, not probably, it is because of the politics. I wasn't that engaged with it in the group stages, the World Cup, being brutally honest. I, normally, every single year, I'm watching every single match whenever yeah. it's on. Um, yeah. And I just didn't do that this year. I watched the England games, the Argentina games, and some of the ones with the other big teams, Brazil, because they were playing nice football and things like that. But I, I had everything on, mate. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I think I've... Apart You're a from terrible a couple, person in Spooky. I am absolutely <laughs> awful. I, I, I made sure I was wearing Nike trainers and, and I was sat on my, sat using my iPhone whilst I was watching the games Tweeting well. Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. I, lo- I love, a, lo- love a bit of Musk, but that's, a, that's another podcast in itself. Um, yeah, it's it's football. You're right. It's this universal language, this this connection about where you are in the world. You know, you, you connect to it. And, and let's be honest, football is and has been corrupt on on various levels there's been contradictions with 
UEFA banging on about racism and then and then fining you know East European clubs ten thousand dollars or whatever the currency is, and it's there's a lot you can pick out, and and even to the point of things that we live and breathe every day because of the Premier League, you know the doped up financial uh, uh, clubs uh, 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 basically, you know pay to win and 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 at a canter man city and chelsea in the past have have made it very easy for for themselves in terms of uh gobbling up all the silverware so there's there's lots of things that are wrong and then it does bleed into re- real into real world economics and 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 politics and 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 cultural things as well and it becomes really complicated there's a lot of conversations around it and there's a lot of good debating to be had and there's a lot of things that are I think fundamentally racism hiding in plain sight and, and, and weird things about, well, you know, you've got to respect the culture if you went there on holiday. It's like, it's not actually the same thing. You know, a country like that, because of the human rights record and, 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 and everything else, we, should we really be talking about the football being the bridge, you know, to, to or to bridge the gap between politics you know, because on the one hand, football keep politics out of football. On the other hand, it's been used to kind of make this connection to to a country that is on the outside looking in. So, can you see already? I'm getting a bit muddled here because there's so many little story arcs and, and, and narratives around this uh, that lend into each other. Um, so I'm going to stop waffling because I can... This is the reason why I didn't talk about it in great depth because I, what I tried to do on, on some of the pods I was recording was, I know there's a problem, I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm going to really awkwardly try and say something without saying something controversial. And you can't. You either have to go fully in with it or you don't. I think most of us tapped out because we knew we can't really change anything. How can we actually change anything in the moment? Unless we go out there and protest, unless we do something else and lobby organisations and whatever, we can't. We, we're powerless, and and it's as hypocritical as that might be. It, the reality of the situation is that we're powerless to most things. There's atrocious shit going on every, everywhere, all around the world, even on our doorstep, you know. Uh, but what can we do? We sit we back, just... you know, like Winston at the end of 1984, mate. We sit back, turn the World Cup on. <laughs> As that gin-soaked tear trickles down our our cheek, and we realise we love Big Brother, you know. It's... I haven't read that uh, for about twelve months. I need to read it again. I kind of got into the habit of reading it every couple of years. It's um, brilliant. I, I know it it's, it's it I know it's brilliant. become that go-to for like people to take the picture, calling things Orwellian or whatever. Mm. But it's if you actually kind of ignore all of the kind of the cynicism around its legacy and everything to to this day and the way it's kind of used in popular culture it's it's an absolutely blinding piece of work it's genius it is it is amazing um who's uh stick to the football hey mate um yeah what's going on who are you who are you backing to to do it mate because i mean i I, it's boring occam's razor i can't look past france you know i sort of say Um, this during the groups after the group stages there's something about them, yeah. They're they're they're, they're canny. They, they have the experience. You know, they've got a manager that's won it as a player and a manager. They they they're very. I don't want to say they're very they're very contained style, but you know, um, as as good as England looked the other night against them, I think France were very comfortable uh, with us 
having more of the ball and then looking a little bit more aggressive, uh, which we did in 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 the second half. We you know we we, we played really well. But I think France are just this cool, calm <sighs> team that just know they've been there before. They know what needs to be done. You know they don't. They only need to explode in pockets. Do you know they only need to puncture the game once or twice and it's enough. They feel a I bit don't... like Man City in the Premier League, don't they? You know. Yeah, they've 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 just got that aura uh, about them, and they're not they're not. I wouldn't say they're the team that I've enjoyed watching the most in no, terms of football style. And but sometimes you know you bring it back to Tottenham. Sometimes there is methodology in it, and and it and it does come down to. Winning the World Cup is probably the most important thing. You know, people are going to remember you winning the World Cup, not that you were the best, the most attractive team in the World Cup. I know that kind of it's it's not it's not a philosophy that that most of us agree with, which is what makes our relationship with Conte com- complicated at times. But I don't want him to win it. I'd, I'd rather see Argentina win it because of Messi, and it will make the Ronaldo fanboys cry for eternity because there's just no way they'll ever get one over um, uh, Messi, even though they will probably find a way. Um, I but don't, Morocco, but is, do you think? We, no, I don't know if I can look past Croatia in that semi-final either. Maybe that's just me exercising a bit of self-preservation. You know, I do have a bit of a dog in the fight. I do have a soft spot for Argentina, obviously. Hmm. But I just think, well, that, Cro- I think that Croatian Croatia team is obscene. Other... I think yeah. they're, they're, and they're so overlooked, and it, uh, by me, by many people, you know, they're one of those teams that now, when you're actually looking at me, you think, all right, they don't have a, a standout number nine, but other mm. than that, their team's solid, man. Like they're so that midfield is just, and imperious. they've knocked on the door before. Yeah. So th- th- that's another team that, that that's come close, that kind of know what it what it might take to go, well, not a little bit closer, but actually do enough to actually win and it they're hard blokes as well right to, to get a bit toxic <laughs> yeah. about it but they're, they're just hard nuts <laughs> you know they're like granite mentality kind of hard exactly. lads I was going to you know? say that and I don't they, really want to play into these sort of Eastern European stereotypes either this is about Croatia in isolation you can they are just a tough kind of they're tough cookies you know it's a, it, mate, it's, it is. It comes back to this kind of culture thing. It, it, there's nothing wrong with saying what you said. You're not being, you know, racist in in any way, or, or just kind of uh, swaggering along with uh, with stereotypes. The reality is that different cultures have different ways of looking at life. You know, I remember Fabio Capello. I know this is a weird kind of tangent, but you know, saying. So what if this player's had an affair? Who gives a shit? Like in Italy, no one, no one bats an eyelid. It doesn't. Who gives a fuck? Someone's someone's shagging someone else. Wow. Okay, whatever. Uh, I think it was to do the John Terry stuff that that kind of dominated uh, uh, the news over here. And it's like we're completely different. Uh, and as much as you know, we have to say we think we can win it this year. No, no, no. We've changed. Other 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 nations, other groups of players, they don't need to collectively. Tell us, oh, we think we're really good and we might win it. They just get the fuck on with it. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Croatia have that again. They have an aura about them, and I think France and Croatia. When you you look at both, I think the reason they don't attract, I mean, France attract the attention for obvious reasons. But the reason Croatia probably don't have the respect in the same way, even though they should, and maybe people that know about football above and beyond us uh, probably do see it too, is. Now, they are a very good team, and they're 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 they're, they're another team that that perhaps this is for this group of players the last chance for them 
um, to leave their mark on, on world football, you know, in, in, in a way that's undeniable. You know, you win the World Cup, that's it. You're in the, the, the history books forever, basically. I mean, so it's interesting because I don't think Argentina have been convincing. Um, but you never know. But they've never been getting the job done as well. You know, that's yeah. the other thing. Like that, I don't think that Dutch team were an easy kind of, you know, they were very well organised. They had mm. a bit of something about them. I don't think they were, again, I don't think they were one of the best teams in the tournament, but Van Hal has that kind of habit of breeding a decent mentality, creating well-structured, yeah. organised teams. And the other thing I did think about the Dutch is that they had a few of those players who can easily go under the radar, but when Memphis Depay scores a 89th minute goal against you, you sort of think, Oh shit! Well, of course they've got Memphis to play, and of course he can do that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I thought they mm. might have that bit of a, an element about them, but funnily enough, it ended up being Wout Weghorst that that was their surprise <laughs> element. Um, but it, yeah, it wasn't wasn't quite enough. Um, I don't know. Obviously, Argentina they do have Messi there, so it, he's always going to be that curveball. But there's just I don't know. There's some. There's a certain. There's a. It's, it sounds stupid to say comparing like even Modric and Messi, but there's a certain solidity to Modric. There's a certain mm. kind of basement to his play that I think you can rely upon that, dare I say, I'm not sure you can with an international level Messi. Like sometimes he can he can go a bit missing for Argentina. He hasn't this tournament. Um, I think this is it. There's that leg, there's that kind of uh, the shadow of Maradona and the fact that Maradona yeah. won Argentina the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? And the impact that he had. And it's a different age. It's a, it was a different time. And, and, and it's, you know, Messi is one of the greatest of all time. Um, and it is strange that he's never won the World Cup for Argentina. Mm. Um, but you're right. It's weird. This kind of Modric versus Messi thing as well. You kind of want to see both of them just from a purist uh, perspective you want to see both of them kind of uh, end up winning it obviously it's not possible I and mean, we're forgetting Morocco in all this as well because of out of all the teams that are left they're, they're the ones that you could say have entertained the most mainly because they're playing with this kind of expansive expressive freedom and this, ballsy, this kind of man. like properly yeah. ballsy like the, it, it's it's not just you know, you can have no pressure on you, but at the end of uh, at the end of the day, you still have to back it up. You still need to have that mental strength and that depth and that quality. And they've got all of it yeah, in abundance. They, do. they really do. It's shocked me. I would. I would. Uh... Do you see that geezer's? I forget his name, but the geezer's header in the last one to beat Portugal. Yeah, and yeah, he, he actually, the, funnily enough, he you know he broke the record. Now he jumped higher than. Ironically, he jumped higher than Ronaldo. <laughs> his goal against Sampdoria for Juventus which there's a, there's a certain uh, poetry to that I feel mm. um, but yeah it's amazing and I think just just on Modric quickly before we move on to Harry Kane which let's be honest that's, that's where this was going um, <sighs> he's Modric is I mean he's going to be whether Croatia Cro, I mean we're talking about Croatia as well or do you respect a country of a national population smaller than London whether or not Croatia win the World Cup, Luka Modric is going down for me as one of the best ever footballers. Like he's he's in that bracket for me with your yeah. Zidane's, your Cruyffs, your Ronaldinho's. Those players just outside of that, like you say, that Pele Maradona kind of legendary bracket. 
Yeah. They're still sort of, they're, they're still legendary in their own right. That Cru- Yeah, we're talking about Johan Cruyff, Platini, players like that. But Modric belongs in that company, right? But if he, if, if, if they, if he actually inspires, because he really is, a, they've got a fantastic team, don't get me wrong, but he really is the engine, the driving force of this team. If they get it over the line, and as much as I say France are the Occam's razor, there is, like I say, there's, if, forget the mentality and all this type of stuff. If we actually just look at them on the pitch, that midfield, I think France are not going to have fun with Croatia this time around. Mm. Like, I don't think they did the last time. If we do see a France-Croatia final again, you know? And if yeah. if, if Modric yeah. does inspire us, we're talking about, like, he's top five players of all time, surely. Like, he's... That's, that's a legendary, legendary footballer. D- dare I say maybe even... Up there with a Maradona or somebody. If he, if he if he literally drives Croatia to win a World Cup, that are we just is the are we just overlooking him because he's not kind of got a sexy well, South it, American name or I something think like that? Yeah, you know? I think that's probably it. It's it's because of the type of player he is. Um, you know, people say oh he's very functional, but I think that's doing him a massive oh, disservice. Hugely, he's right? he he is. Uh, hyper intelligent he 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 glides around the pitch he knows where he needs to be he the whole assist to the assist thing i know it was a bit of a meme at, uh, at tottenham but he was that he he was that kind of the playmaker for the playmaker you know he everything started from him and to consistently do it at, at a club like real madrid for years like and, and still be doing it at club level and at uh, international level, I think tells you everything because he isn't. He doesn't fit the the template, you know, the blueprint for what is like this kind of sexy, uh, sort of again hyper aggressive, forward, uh, goal scoring type of player. You know, if you remember when he went to Real Madrid, he was voted the worst signing uh, in the league for that season. <laughs> Because because it's madness, the mentality, it? <laughs> the mentality? This is and I guess it, it. You know, we can we know who the best players of all time are, and I think most people wouldn't dispute the top five or ten or even twenty. There's so many that that could fall into the into that um, uh, top top list. But I think with we we with Modric, it's almost like the thinking man's all time great. You know. Because if you compare him to Zidane, Zidane did have a lot more box office about him. But again, it's because we we there's 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 uh, tick boxes, right, for what we think is is uh, is important for those type of like worldy type players. Because is he not dynamic? Yeah, he's fucking dynamic. So what is it then? Is it because he's 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 small? Is it because? He doesn't score a lot of goals. It's just a, it's a weird thing. I think most of us can can kind of stand back and say, look, you know, when you produce that quality of football for so long and win the trophies and never look phased, never look like you, you know you, you're going to even lose form for a long period of time. Um, to do that for that amount of time, you just have to applaud the guy. And and yet again, it's fitting. Um, for 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 different reasons, um, because arguably he's been in the shadow of Ronaldo and, and Messi for a long, long time. But again, you can look at the the awards that both those two players have won. It always it always went to one of those two. And if it doesn't go to uh, a Messi or a Ronaldo, 
it still goes to a forward, a striker. It kind of rarely... I know he's won a Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or. He has won one, hasn't he? Yep, yep. Modric, of course he has. But, you know, defenders don't win it. I mean, you have to probably go back a long time for maybe Beckenbauer. I don't know. Did Maldini get one? Maybe, but the fact that we don't know and the fact yeah, that the, yeah, the, the last decade and a half has just been bang, 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 the same the same two people that have been winning it, more or less. It, again, it shows you where the emphasis is from a footballing perspective. Um, you know, it's on the sexy rather than the, the kind of the quietly sexy, if that's a, a thing. And... He played for Tottenham Hotspur, mate. That's all we need to know, isn't it, really? He did try and uh, go on strike to force a move to Chelsea. <laughs> we can, we'll glaze over that bit, but still. He, yeah, uh, prick. What a prick. He, Gail Platt. Gail Platt nonce. <laughs> um, mate, right. England have gone out, and this year mm. it happened to be Tottenham Hotspur that were, again, the butt of the joke this time more importantly mm-hmm. Harry Kane mm-hmm. you're uh, I heard you talking about it on the fighting cock the other day you're quite a big England fan um, were you more sad about England going out or did you feel bad for Kane because I most of my sadness about it in the wake of it I, I support England right I do I, I like I said I've got a soft spot for Argentina I support England but I was talking to my mate Charlie Braffman about it the other day who um, has some Brazilian heritage and was sort of commiserating with him. To me, like, international football is, this This is the sort of metaphor I used, it's like a nice mm. dessert. If it, mm. it you know, it, it's great. It, it's like dessert, basically, not nice dessert. Mm. It's, it, it's good if it's nice, it's great, and you're going to enjoy it. But if you have a bad dessert, you're not really that bothered. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, whatever, we had it, it's fine. So I, I never get, get I never saying. get that gutted about. I mean, when England lost the Euros, I was over it in a couple of days. I'm, I'll never be over Tottenham's Champions League final. Do you know? It's that it's it, the level for me is very different. So seeing Kane sky that penalty, and I did have a funny feeling. You know, when he was going to take the second one, I did just sort of in the back of my mind think. Oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about him taking two in one game against Larice. It feels feels a bit much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just feels unfair that. I mean, obviously, right? We're talking about football. There's bigger problems going on in the world. I understand this, right? Before people come at me with cost of living crisis and stuff, I know Harry Kane as a human being is all right, but. I couldn't help but have a lot of fucking sympathy for the lad. Whether he tried to engineer a move to Manchester City or not, he looked fucking distraught after that. In a way, I don't think I've ever seen Harry Kane look. Um, I've just found it very, very uncomfortable. I thought it was pretty miserable. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of conversation out the back of this now. Um, Yeah. Jermaine Genus, obviously, although it was recorded, as he's come out to say now, it was recorded a few months ago. It seems to be a lot of the sentiment that Jermaine Genus shared in that video about Harry Kane going missing in big games has been kind of propagated throughout Twitter and just the commentary, shall we say. He lacks the clutch gene, all this type of stuff. Hmm. He's been our figurehead. He's been Tottenham's figurehead through a golden generation of Tottenham players, probably the the, the first golden generation we've had since what, the 80s, which I I don't remember, but from what I 
gather from other people, our first real kind of team where you thought we could win the league here. Um, yeah. And we've got nothing over the line with him as our figurehead. Do you, do you buy into any of this? Do you put any of the blame on Kane's shoulder? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Not, I mean, you can obviously you could you could argue that it got to him right in that moment. Okay, so do great players not get got? at in the moment you know it's happened to Baggio it's happened to to several players you can you can argue every golden generation England have had it's got to them you know we've we've literally had winners from the top teams in England the teams that are winning the league titles and the Champions League and the FA Cups and the rest of it and and that group of players is not just one or two that are figureheads uh, or, or, or leaders it's a whole team of them and they gave us fuck all and, and and in fact, arguably, never really felt connected to them because they were all a bunch of pricks because they were all from Man United and Liverpool and Chelsea, and they were just you know hateful people like Gerard and Lampard. Sorry guys, you know you, you felt this disconnection. Although in the moment, obviously you 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 backed England. I can I can remember every single time we got knocked out of a major tournament, thinking I thought this was us mm. this year. I thought this was. You know, we we you know, especially like the Ericsson team and stuff like that. Remember that? The... Yeah, it, it, it's and and the reality is, it, it's it's. I think it's very very easy to just say, oh well, he's not good enough, and and then and then not maybe not step back and say, well, okay, who else in the team is actually on his level? You know, who else? It, 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 you you can't scapegoating is something that everybody does in football pre-internet and the rest of it. I think it's just amplified now with social media because when he did miss the penalty, that's the first thing I thought of, which is ridiculous. The yeah, first thing I thought yeah. of was the abuse and you know the amount of uh, uh, kind of fighting I would have to do on on Twitter. Like what, why? I mean, why even do that? Why, why even log on? Really, it, it's, it's something I should be debating with myself but the point is that people would, would bring it back to him and maybe it's because deep down everyone knows if he's as good as he is and he's as and he is as good as he is you know you don't score the amount of goals you do for Tottenham and England if you're not a good player he's scoring it against he's scoring goals against the same opposition everyone else gets to play against he's a top top footballer and 
you know, arguably, you know, for me, if you re- if you really wanted to go deep into it, why did we concede that that second French goal? I mean, that's where we lost the game. Obviously, you got a moment where Kane can just slot it in again, second penalty of the game, and it's like, you know, he does that, and it's like with Harry Kane. He rarely misses, even though he's missed a few this season. And you just crack on with the rest of the game. Whatever happens after that, we'll never know now. That that scenario has probably played out in another parallel universe. And there's a there's a uh, a Jack and, and Spooky chatting about England uh, set to play in the semi-final of the World Cup. But fuck those two, the pricks in that universe. We're stuck with the one where Kane now has to pick himself up and go again. And... We're going to get over it really quickly. I think what you said is uh, about the way you follow England and recover from it. I, I kind of get, I've always got sucked into it. And it's always in the tournament, in the moment, I really believe as, as, as strong as I do with Spurs, and maybe even a little bit stronger because it, it is a tournament and it is winnable, kind of winnable theoretically. Uh, but I do recover really quickly from it, mainly because I've seen us go out so many times in dramatic circumstances. I am gutted. And I did think I was. I did selfishly think about Tottenham. I did selfishly think about the psychological impact on him. I did think about the abuse he was going to get. I did think about the fact that Kane has to try and do things at a, at a higher level than anybody else because of this kind of bullshit narrative around him not being a big match player, not not being great because he hasn't won any trophies, not being his. It's never put respect on his name it's always like well he didn't play that well against France I'm like mate he was fucking defending he was in midfield he's up front like what are you you that blind to that to hating Kane why does it bother you that much if he's not as good as you say he is why does it bother you that you need to go above and beyond but it's it's all tied into this like I've said it before the memification of Tottenham's failures Right, we've just become that team. You know, the whole fucking football league singing Tottenham get battered everywhere they go for a, a fortnight. Just shit like that that it's just it's just one of those things. It is just a meme to deride Tottenham and everything that they do. Um mm. and he's he's almost a very good personification of the club in in the respect that, you know, he <laughs> We face a lot of adversity as a club. We're not kind of one of the fully moneyed elites in in football. And the way yeah. we've kind of stood up to a lot of them over over the past few years should be applauded way more than it is. But it just isn't. Fucking Newcastle at the moment are getting more plaudits than we've ever gotten. Um, I mean, maybe 16, 17, the, we were starting to get a bit of a... Everyone's yeah. second team vibe about I'll them. I tell you why. But- I tell you why, though, Jack. In that moment, it's because they realise fucking hell, Spurs might win something. So I've got to line myself. Yeah. To I, I rate Tottenham. Like Gary Neville couldn't stop. He kept saying best, best footballing team in the country, and we were statistically and on the eye, we were the best team. And even in that moment, we couldn't win anything. But you know, there, there's again. I know that's all it comes down to at the end of the day, but I've said this a few times. The standard of football is at such such a high level, and it was even, I mean, high level now, but even at the time it was. And we had, we we watched, we lived, and belonged to one of the best Premier League sides there's been. But I have nothing to show for it. Mm. So, and that's only because the standard of the other teams is so 
you know, above and beyond what we were producing, like on, in terms of consistency, because of the money that they've got. It, it the, the whole thing, you know, this whole thing around, you know, Kane scored hundreds of goals and they don't mean anything. That type of meme is, I, I that triggers me. Like genuinely, even though it shouldn't, and it's a very cheap kind of dig at Kane and, and at Tottenham, and, and 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 probably every football, most of every single football club on the planet is never in a position to win anything or wins anything. You know, you don't devalue a player because he hasn't won anything when he's producing the football that he's producing. Ashley Young has won a, a ton of shit. You know, there's there's lots of players that you can say have won. Champions Leagues and, and league titles and, and whatever, they're never going to be remembered in the same way Kane is in terms of his output. But obviously for Kane, he wants to be able to look up at his wall and see more than football shirts and, and golden boots, which are you know that's a great achievement in itself and player of the year and the rest of it. But he wants to align himself to, 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 to glory, to actual glory. And I, I think the World Cup, I, I mean, it's ironic, isn't it? I wrote a blog... Um, on my Patreon about how I wanted England, I wanted Kane to win the World Cup, not England. Kane to win the World Cup, World Cup, and and, and what that would mean, and how his legacy at that point, it, for eternity, you wouldn't be able to get away with it, because if you're an England supporter and you support West Ham or Chelsea or whoever or Arsenal, you know you'd be celebrating England won the World Cup and therefore celebrating Kane. He's etched into and, history, right? You've the Zach yeah. picture, like you've got of um, bloody oh God. Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. Fucking hell, that escaped me. That's terrible. <laughs> um, Bobby Moore holding kind of Jules Ramey up, right? You've got yeah. Harry Kane forever there. And whenever there's the what has he won, you've got the Pope picture you respond yeah, to. Yeah, and you see, we can't have nice things, Jack, mate. The universe just His... doesn't script anything in our fucking favour. It's a conspiracy, I'm telling you. Look, you know, I've, I've tried to avoid this one for, for a while now because I've, I've felt this way for a bit. Um, but I'm going to go into it now, so... Happy Christmas, everybody. I think my biggest issue with that now really is Conte or not, I think that sealed him leaving Tottenham. Um, missing mm. that missing that goal. That mm. he will not want his legacy to be ended at ended his career at Tottenham, won nothing, missed the crucial penalty for England. Whether it's a I, I still I tell you what, where where my head is at, I still mm. firmly believe that. Pep Guardiola isn't going to go away. He's exactly the type of player that Pep Guardiola will want. He knows that Kane isn't going to go and say, give me a million pounds a week or whatever. Kane will happily go to Manchester City, play under Pep Guardiola, be a positive influence there, be able to fill in for them in numerous positions, whether they have Haaland and De Bruyne or not. A manager like Pep Guardiola, where he doesn't have to worry about a wage bill, is not going to say no to having a player like Harry Kane at a cut price or on a free to add into that squad of players. It's just, it's just, that's where I see him ending up. To be honest, I don't see him going to Bayern. Can't see him leaving England. I really fucking hope he doesn't end up at Chelsea, but that's another bit of a worry for me. I've kind of joked about the fact that he could sell Campbell us. I mean, fuck me if he did, I would give up on football. Don't really want to explore that one too much more. But like I say, I think with that kick sailing over the bar like that, that final whistle going, I think that's sealed his Tottenham career for me. Um, I'm I'm ready for that. Be, he, he might come for, back for when he's reason. 35. That's the, that's the thing. He might share him a bit, <laughs> right? He might come back for the for the thing. And I, I, I asked for some questions. Kidiaba Ponytail, he said 
Um, he's put in, looking at his contractual situation, there's a half decent chance Kane leaves this summer. If that were to happen, how would you assess his legacy at Spurs? What do you reckon? Well, he's he's gonna he's gonna have that Greaves record, right? You'd imagine. So, so I mean, his legacy he is that he's 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 possibly one of our greatest ever players. Um, now there is that uh, gut wrenching reality again that even though we can associate so many moments with him and all the goals that he scored and the way that he you know he's he's performed for us in a white shirt and an assortment of weird away shirts um he hasn't got that <laughs> crowning glory i mean something might happen this season right we might win the fa cup i mean fucking hell, i've been saying that for 30 odd years um it almost feels like we he needs that in in as part of his legacy now when i think of ledley king and i, and I think of robbie Keane, and i think of other uh, other players that i've enjoyed watching over the years and i don't necessarily think back to the League Cup final against Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that was a great day out and, and the way that we, we, we smashed Arsenal in the semi-final and then, you know, we... I, but I don't... I don't. My my opinion of these players isn't really based on that one day and that one lifting of the trophy, as glorious as it was. And, you know, so fucking happy to have been there to have seen that. I mean, Zakora won a cup medal, uh, a winner's medal, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't... It doesn't mean that much for those players, and I'm not. I'm not trying to have a dig at those players, but with Kane, because of how good he is, he deserves so much more. And Spurs did go knocking at the door, right under Pochettino. We we did have those moments. We got to a Champions League final for fuck's sake, it's mad, isn't it? you know, and we were cursed mad. in the first thirty seconds. So so it's not like Spurs haven't put themselves in this position. To, to solidify the way we felt about that Poch team and the way that we feel about uh, Kane and even with the, the, the misdemeanors and, and, you know, his brother and, and the things that happened with, with, with Man City and the rest of it, you know, he's big enough, he's a big enough of a player for us to have got past that. Uh, I think most of us have. Um, you know, the it's a, it's a tricky one, mate. I want him to win something, but the way that it's going, I think I think no matter what he does, if he goes to City, he will probably win the league in his first season. Will it mean? Will it feel satisfying to him? Probably nowhere near in in his heart, nowhere near the levels that it would mean if he won the same thing at Tottenham. But we know football. We know what the way football's kind of designed and the way that it works you know Carl Walker grafting 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 goes to City wins the league in his first season he's gonna go yeah but he's gonna feel like he's just joined a winning team right and maybe he's a play of Kane's talents and Walker's talents is deserving to play amongst elite players and to win things at a canter um, so for Kane to do it just so that he can say I won this this and this no doubt the meme will be well you had to go to Man City to win it you know the the meme, the, the meme will just change. It will morph. It will evolve into something to deviate. And at that point, we need to really stop talking about the memes, right? Because it, it's just ridiculous. If, if people are never going to rate Harry Kane, that's on them. I mean, deep deep down, when they're alone, they probably know that he's a fucking top player. Um, my my I guess question marks uh, or mark around it is whether he 
you know, would he leave the Premier League? Would he go to Germany? Would he go abroad somewhere to win something? Or do you think it. that's too detached? Because yeah. you, there's also the the, the, the Shearer record potentially, which I, I I I get a feeling he would only be able to hit that Shearer record if he stays at Tottenham. I, I don't think he hits it if he goes to City. Um, just uh, just some weird. Uh, I don't think it's guaranteed that uh, he hits it either way. It's still a bit of a mountain, isn't it? Yeah, it's still a way off. But I think at Spurs, he's he's likely yeah. to retain that twenty twenty five goals a season. Uh, consistency, uh, which will probably be enough if he keeps on playing. And I, I he's just, a player that's yeah. preserving himself as well, right? He he knows longevity. He knows he can play for another five six years, uh, but maybe not score as many goals. So um, I, I just hope he's not really badly advised and ends up going to. And any of them would laugh at us for me saying this, but I hope he doesn't. I've got this weird feeling he ends up at Manchester United that he gets badly advised and goes there because I think. During his career, he's got just as much chance of winning the Premier League at Tottenham as he does at Manchester United, which is very minimal. Yeah, he has them. he has to go to City. It can't I, be I United. Would... United is still, you know, come on. It's just there's no guarantees at all. There's 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 a there's practically a guarantee at Manchester City. If you don't win it in your first season, you're likely to win it in 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 your second. And Liverpool are going to go through some changes, no doubt. Um, you know, if City buy Bellingham and, 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 and sign Kane, I mean, what are we doing, mate, week to week? What are we podcasting about? Well, it looks like <laughs> Liverpool are in for Bellingham. <laughs> like winning the League Cup. Which, as as much as I I, I don't like Liverpool, I, you know, I'm just saying, this is just how I feel in my gut. I'm mm. kind of happier to see Bellingham go to Liverpool than I am to see him go to City. Because I'm just tired of City stockpiling kind of all the talent. And I know Liverpool is a team we should be competing with and I shouldn't be... My hot take on all this, mate, is I'm annoyed that after, what now? It's been two years of having the stadium open. We've been putting on NFL games, concerts, all this type of stuff. When does it start for us? Like, why why aren't... I'm not saying he comes to us, but Mm. why aren't we there offering 100 mil for Bellingham? Mm. I know Mm. it sounds silly, but these are the type of players we need to be signing. Why aren't we doing that now? I don't get at it. Some, you know? At some point, at some point, we have to because I don't think you can compete no. if you don't. And with with Newcastle doing what they're doing, what they're building up to, Chelsea don't seem to stop spending, even with the the changes that have happened uh, with their infrastructure and their their their, their owner. Um, unfortunately, it is about who spends the most is more likely to 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 win, and it's you know you have to spend to. To get to the Champions League, maybe something that that that, that works in our favour and everyone else's favour is that the Champions League. I know it might go to five places. It, it feels very competitive, and I think from one season to the next, there might be some little swaps. There might be some little rotation in who gets to go to the Champions League. Uh, but if the, the the very rich are sharing all the wealth then it, it it really is about cycles and having the right manager and and and. And momentum, it, it feels like it's going to be uh, something that is shared. But the question is, is it going to be shared between two clubs or is it going to be shared between four or five? And and, and Spurs need to start looking at that um, soon. And maybe, I don't know, maybe once the naming rights is finally finalised, we might be closer to maybe, uh, I don't know, making a, a cheeky bit of 100 million. Saying, do you know what? 
just we're going to send a message, a statement out to, to the entire league now. Let all the players know. You don't have to go to City and sit on the bench. You don't have to go to Chelsea and sit on the bench. Come to Spurs, come to London, come to the Tottenham Stadium. This is what we're going to do. But we have to, we have to be seen to be to to be making those aggressive moves. And and obviously Spurs, I think that's where they want to be. But getting there obviously is a very slow brooding uh, uh, process for us. Um, doing all the right things financially, no doubt, but it's slow brooding. I, I want to be pretty much alive when, when we finally crack on and do something magnificent. So uh, we, we we got some questions, and it feels relevant to us this at the moment. We got a question from Stuart Trier at stiggyt19. Um, he says, January transfers, what areas are we going to target and will we be able to do enough business to make Conte happy dash satisfied? Um, well, where no. are you on Conte, mate? What, what are you feeling? Because it, it seems like Gold was talking, Alistair Gold was talking again the other day about the contract being back on the table. Yeah. He's stuck this, people are calling it a Ted Lasso sign. I haven't watched Ted Lasso, so I don't really... Funny. I've seen the belief thing stuck on walls, so I get what people are saying, but I don't know the full context. But he's stuck like a big bit of masking tape on a wall, and it's it's written on it something like "When we win, we can believe in the process." Or have you seen it? Mm. This thing, yeah, yeah, I have. Stuck I have. Up? Yeah, yeah. Do you get good feelings <coughs> from him? Do you Excuse think he's me. staying? Because I, I had Dan Lowe on the the last pod before the World Cup, and mm. Dan Lowe's heads firmly on that nah, he's gone this summer. He knows he's not going to be able to win the Premier League at Tottenham, so he's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I can see both sides of the argument. Um, if you buy into, if you buy into uh, what Conte has been like, like if you buy into it too heavily, then yeah, it's it's the easy thing would be he's going to walk away. But but I don't know, man. He's sometimes he says things that really resonate that he, he the connection he has with the players, the belief that he has. Maybe maybe what what Tottenham are offering him in the in the challenge is. Is so outside his comfort zone that it's become mm. his comfort zone. We don't know. We don't truly know. So therefore, we have to go on history, right? And history tells us, you know, he he's possibly more comfortable in Italy because of family reasons, and then whatever he does over there is probably a lot easier. Uh, he probably does look at the Premier League and think, you know, if you're not spending hundreds of millions, if not half a billion, then you're not going to get anywhere near City. And it does feel like then, what is the point? Um, so there, there are those things that kind of hold me back from overcommitting. So I have to live in the moment. That's all I can do. And as much as the moment isn't super exciting, as much as the football has been methodical or over deliberate and a bit weird, and, and a lot of the emphasis has been on the second part of the season, he's holding back. He's holding back. I've said this a few times. Don't know whether I really believe it or not. But you know, we have to go for it now, no matter what, in the second half of the season. So Spurs, in the moment, have to always be seen as being progressive behind closed doors and, and for us. So Jan, trans, Jan transfer window is generally one where you don't get the right business done, right? But we, we kind of did last time out mm. to the point where it influenced where we ended up you know, at the end of the season. Can we do the same in this window? Probably not because because and then the problem is that we that benchmark is is very much you know in the forefront of our minds so we're going to be expecting something and we've um, Benton Core 
and Richarlison uh, injured. Uh, we don't know for how long. I mean, probably Bentacons are going to be back just after the new year. And Richarlison, again, it might be an exaggeration from the journos. He's got uh, some scans. He could be out for a month. There's all these little things. And then there's the more known long-standing issues with right wing back and a central defender and maybe something explosive from midfield and a backup from for Kulusevski suddenly you're looking you're what you're really looking at at that point is a summer transfer window right mm. um, and I think what this season has done so far for Conte he now knows that with the with the the adjustments we made in the last window, he now knows that the next set of adjustments can't just be adjustments; they need to be final products for those positions that are perceived as being key. And then we try and do something unreal next season. And fairy tales they don't tend to happen for Tottenham, but maybe maybe something within Conte has has kind of sparked. A fetish to to, to to see whether he can he can he can be the person that does the impossible. Um, everything else, I'm sure we're going to get stuck into as the season progresses. Right, the, the style of football and mm. and Kane's psychological impact and and other clubs how they they're going to react to the break. You know, are Arsenal going to collapse? Are they going to just crack on? What City going to do in Haaland? There's there's a lot that you cannot predict, and often think we forget and I don't know why we forget this but Spurs no matter what no matter what the variables are no matter what is going on at the club or outside of the club we find ourselves in the middle of it in the thick of it every fucking time we're just attracted to it like a fly to the light that's going to absolutely crispify it and we still go towards the light right and we all More like a fly them. to the dollop of dog shit, generally, mate. Like, <laughs> when it comes to, to Spurs, I, right? Mate, I didn't want to say that. You, you, you know, hold back sometimes. But, but, but it's it's the fact that that adrenaline, that um, that want, that belief, that all the stuff that people go, oh, you happy clapper, you know, that's that's irrelevant. It's not. That's the the fundamental. That's the building blocks of fandom right because if you don't believe why do you go every week what are you going there to really do okay to have a drink and see your mates is probably a big part of it but a a lot of it is is this belief that we can crack on we are a team in a very healthy position we always have world-class players we're always knocking at the door it's just that we're never allowed in right because we're not on the fucking guest list because we haven't, you know, we don't earn enough money. I don't know where this analogy because we, is going. Uh, but because we get battered everywhere we go, mate. That's why. And they know. Well, they, they don't want us in there causing exactly. trouble. Having exactly. to pick us up off the floor. Flipping tables. Yeah. Um, on, on this topic, all killer, no filler. Um, at all kill, no fill. Spelt like Phil, P-H-I-L. Um, is I, like Conte, it, I like it. Yeah, it's decent, isn't it? Is Conte a good enough man manager to be able to get the best out of a disappointed dash dejected Kane um, and Son for the rest of the reason. This is not oh, a Conte out agenda, by the way. Mate, I'm so this is the, the, the mm. thing I fear the most because Son hasn't been on it at all no. this season, right? Um, he looked all right in the World Cup, but still he did. not not uh, him. Not Sonny. 
So what? So what is it? Is it just a, a just a, a general dip? Um, Has is time it, finally caught up with him? You know, it could, mate. It, it, there's so many things. This again, we we don't know. Now I don't, I don't believe he suddenly lost the spark, but confidence and momentum is so much of what allows you to mm. to to kind of hit your stride. And the last few years, the two of them have been. Phenomenal. Why have they why both haven't really dominated? I mean, I know why they haven't won play of the year awards, but you know, when you've got the top striker and the, the, the most assists and he doesn't win player of the year, it is it's mental and, and, and Son has been on another level most of the time. The two of them have been incredible. And yet this season, whether it was because of the build up to the World Cup, something was missing and there wasn't synergy between the two. And and I've said this a lot. Even with the football and the way we've, we've been playing, if those two were on fire, if those two were connecting, Spurs would be in such a would be in a supreme position right now, right? Confidence wise as well, because you only need those two to do their job at eighty percent, and it's enough to beat most teams because of the pressure that, that that's that's. Uh, kind of lost with their quality at, at the top of the pitch. If we're getting those chances that Conte ball creates, right? You're clinical, you're ruthless, you put them away, and that that then there's less pressure on the defense. Whereas because we're not putting away the chances, those deficiencies at the back be- become highlighted. And and obviously in the long term, they need we need to improve in many areas on on the pitch. But it doesn't help when you're two best players. And not on it, and then you had Kulusevski injured, and the rest of it. So, so to come back to whether Conte has the the ability, yeah, fucking hell, he does. I mean, the the man, the players that he's managed, and the egos that he's managed, and 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 with Kane, it is a case of as much as it's going to hurt Kane, I think it will probably. I mean, I hope it will probably inspire him to just just prove everybody that he, you know, he is who he is, and he, he's going to get on with it. He's a very, I don't want to call him. Robotic. I think. I think it's some players are naturally very emotional, and you 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 kind you can feed off that. Kane, I've always felt holds a lot back. Very diplomatic. Doesn't make perhaps show his emotions, and when he does, often you know um, he's uh, people kind of laugh at the way that he tries to inspire in team talks and, and whatever. It's just him. It's just his mannerisms. It's just who he is as a person, right? Not everybody's this kind of like, come on, lads. And and like like Sonny, who's infinitely someone that uh, has this energy around him that you want to just hug and kiss him, right? Because he's always smiling and he just there's an affinity with him that, that perhaps isn't there with Kane, who's far more professional. But in the moment when he's alone with Conte and his teammates... You know he's gonna he's gonna have people around him, and I and I think we we often forget about that. As much as maybe we've agreed that he might be thinking about his next move, I think he's still so proud of what he's achieving and what he's trying to achieve at Tottenham in the moment with a goal scoring record um, that he will just crack on. And I think Conte won't have to do that much um, to to get him back on form. I think our problems are probably in other areas of the pitch. Um, Elevating them to the the type of level that Kane can uh, produce. The World Cup's done, man, and I th- I, th- I feel that we you know now now there's a there's a bit of freedom mentally and physically for these players to just go out there and just give everything for 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 the shirt. Let's fucking hope so, mate. Um, 
let's have a look. I'm just having a look for the questions now. Um, okay, so this will be this is a good one. Um, AP, obviously everybody knows him at other Anthony yeah. and Andrew Dunn at Way Overdone. Both asked a similar question, um, which is basically what impact is the World Cup going to have on our team? We've got so many first team players out there, and we've still got some of our key first team players out there right now. Um, do you feel a bit gypped by that? Um, and what? Because I mean, I, I think my, I'll just say my sort of take mm-hmm. on all this is that mm-hmm. when I was saying this to, I can't remember his name, um, a lad called Alan, I think it was Alan on on Twitter, who was just saying like he was a bit annoyed about the fact that Spurs had so many sort of first teamers out there. It's mainly he can't enjoy the World Cup, and I was just kind of being like, <laughs> look, at the, at the end of the day, there's no point raging against things that you have no control over. You know, yeah. we, we knew this was going to happen. We knew yeah. a lot of players were going to come back tired. It is what it is. Um, so just try and enjoy the World Cup where you can. And in terms yeah. of like this impact, I think it, it has on our team. I mean, I do worry about Kane. You know, I do like you were sort of saying there about with his, his mentality and how he is quite robotic. He is, but oh, I, I don't know. Like I say, just seeing him after the game, I think it hit differently. And I... I there's that little bit of me, I know never doubt Harry Kane. Like we always say, never write off the Germans, never write off Harry Kane. But how many times can the lad go again, pick himself up? But I think I think it's you know? more, he was probably in disbelief with himself. He's probably Maybe, absolutely yeah. tearing himself to pieces, trying to work out how. Mm. How, how is that, why? Why has that happened? Done it against Frankfurt, but then done it in the World Cup against France. Why? I'm built for this. This is what, this is the, the opportunity that that I've been waiting for. This is this is a, a moment that I've been waiting for, and he's done it for England before. Like people saying he doesn't do it for Spurs or England, and then they they, they get forensic with exact. Mate, just fuck off with all that. You 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 you're you're trying so hard to find a way to diminish what he's achieved as a, as a footballer. So I, I do have faith in him, but I don't disagree with the fact that it's a lot for a team for a squad. To, to 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 take on in terms of the the players coming back who um, are injured, but you know Benton Corn Richarlison had good World Cups. Mm. You know Romero started Benton to find Cole some looks form. like a real Rolls Royce, doesn't he? We were starting oh, to see that, but mate, fucking hell, I mean, man. so good, yeah, so so good. It's unfortunate he's got an injury, but hey, maybe a little little bit of a refresh, a little bit of a reboot there's, for him as well. There with him though, there's something. It's a bit Dembele, a bit Modric. Bit Berbatov almost. It's, there's something just exciting about him, as a, and it's so funny again how it's like <laughs> when him and Kulusevski were signed. It's like well, Kulusevski is this kind of wild card who may or may not be good, and Benton Kurz is kind of six out of ten every game sort of yeah, player yeah. who's all right. And then obviously Kulusevski <laughs> went on and was like the magic man for a while, and still is. Don't get me wrong. Um, and Bentancur was still seen as like, well, you know, and we got Bentancur, who is this six out of ten player, and now we're like, actually, fuck no, he's more like a sort of eight out of ten kind of player every week, who's just he's so important, oh, he's so, and, and he's got levels to reach as well. I mean, he he could really be such a massive player yeah. for Tottenham, but you know, just just or Real uh, Madrid, you know, Charles, <laughs> yeah, eventually, um, Kulusevski, come, you know, obviously. He's had some time. Uh, Basuma's had some time with Conte. Uh, um, I know they, those two were in the World Cup. So I got, I'll get back to the World Cup players. Romero and, and Perisic have, again, have been decent out there. And I think they're 
their mentalities again. You know, I just I I I know with Romero, obviously there's there's always a caveat with him and his injuries, but they come back to Spurs and I think they hit the ground running. So I think we're all right. It's just Son and Kane, who are obviously the two players that have been out of sorts. And I don't mean Kane's been out of sorts all season. He's obviously been great for us in moments. But there's something that's been missing. And maybe that something has been that partnership with Son and that connection with Son. Um, so there's still, you know, if you look too deep into it, you can worry a lot about what's going to happen in the second part of the season because it feels like there's a lot of obstacles in our way that are, that, that are things that we're aware of, that things that need fixing. We kind of know how to fix most of them because a lot of them are sign new players, uh, but the right players. Um, but it's the other bits and pieces that that quickly need to be aligned into what Conte ultimately wants from the team, and that is, you know, super efficiency. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm not going to... I hate to say this, uh, you know, Boxing Day is going to be a weird game. Um because it's the first game back. But we're all in the same boat, more or less. I mean, Spurs more than most. Um, but everybody's, everybody has had this break, and it feels like everybody needs a pre-season again, and that pre-season is probably the first couple of games over the festive period. Um, so I think I will be um, fully tethered to everything once the North London derby uh, comes around. Um on the fourth, on the fifteenth, now I think of January. I think that's when the season starts off again, and it's probably in one of the biggest games that we could uh, wish for. Well, this is funny here because Tom Foynes, everybody knows him by now. He uh, he was saying, "Are you ready for Spurs to come back, or would you uh, have preferred a two two or three year break?" <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, um... I, I I'm still not <laughs> fully thinking about it yet, to be honest. While the World Cup's still actually on. Um, and I know for a lot of people it's kind of ended with England going out, but I still hold an interest in seeing how Argentina yeah, do. Yeah, but I'm also, even if Argentina don't get through, I would be interested to see if Modric do it as well. You know, I would. I think that's kind of who I'm behind now, Argentina or Modric. Because um, I'm one of those melty, happy crapo, why do you still like them? They're not even our player type fans, you know. Yeah. Those of us who dare to be happy when Gareth Bale scored a Champions League winner and stuff like that. Um, let's just see, let's end it on a couple of Zeus, as everybody knows, Zeus at Zeus eighteen eighty two X and Ollie Lister, obviously friend of friend of your podcast and Ooh. enemy of no, many no, on joking. enemy of many on Twitter. <laughs> um, who do you think will be our standout player in the second half of the season, and why is it Kulusevski? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say Can't fair enough, I mean, can just, you? Yeah, you just end it on that, mate. Um, he, it worries me again that we're looking to one player, um, but he's obscene, he, though, isn't he? He's he, fucking obscene. You took the words, you took the word out of my mouth. He, he, he. I've said this again. Most of us can see it. He makes it look just unnaturally easy it, it doesn't look like he's going to get past the player and then he's past him um he's an again you know Bentoncourt uh knowing that there are levels to that he can reach in terms of uh kind of midfield majesty Kulusevski could really be a world world-class player Mate, I'm, I'm like player. Bale level excited about him yeah 
Yeah, you know, and it's it, again we what we need to get right is just that balance with, with Tottenham. Like, who lines up where up front? It's a good problem to have. It's not. It's not like a conundrum that's going to hold us back. Um, we just need to get that balance right. And I think again, the the sheer quality that we have there it, for the moment, because obviously Kane and Son have their own narratives to play out. Um, it's enough to do damage in the Premier League. It's, it's, in, it's enough to get us in that top four. And it just feels like uh, the second half of the season, he's got, you've you got to release him, man. Release the Kraken. Just let, let him be rampant in those positions up, up top um, because it will just give us so much opportunity to bury teams in the first half, nice and early, is what, you know, obviously I'm referring to, not second half, last 20 minutes. Um but yeah, Kulusevski definitely. I think Bentoncourt, no doubt. We've got loads of players, mate, that can be key, right? Kane should be key. Son should be key. Um, but it just feels like they won't be at the moment. Uh, whereas Kulusevski, I don't think he's anchored to anything negative right now. So I think he's more free to go out and do a job for us. He's just in that sweet spot of kind of he's got that kind of youthful ego about him as well mm. where he's like mm. fuck you i'm i'm the shit you know and that's kind of it's where I, you want I, your players so to be. articulate like where and so be, self-aware yeah do you know what i'm saying and i kind of feel that's where kane was until the kind of the horrors of the world caught up with him a bit as he's gotten older as as they tend to but you know i i'm not saying kulisevsky's our best best player but there's he's to me he's our most exciting player you know, I think Harry Kane is without a shadow of a doubt Tottenham's best player. But Kulusevski, there's there's another there's an extra level of magic about him, right? And I still think there's a level of whenever we play something, whenever we play another team in a big game, Kulusevski's never part of the the kind of commentary package. He's never the one that the other players are talking about. It's still Kane and Son, you know. And I think we can use that to our favour a lot still going into this sort of second half of the season. And we need to, mate. We need to because it's going to be a slog. I know we're in the top four now. We've got to finish in the top four. We, have, I mean, that that is... If we're talking about Antonio Conte staying at this football club, that is the minimum, minimum level of achievement, which even then I'm not 100% sure he stays or not. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not second-guessing sort of Antonio Conte anymore. I, I, I don't know the bloke. I don't know where his head's at or anything like that. Um, but it's going to take a monumental team effort um, this second half of the season, I think, as as it did last year. Um, but I do, I do back us to do it, you know, because I do think we've got enough quality, and I do think we're a team that's, you know, Manchester United. They kind of have got new players in there. They've got some, you know, Casemiro, Anthony, got exciting players in there, but. They're still a kind of they're a, f- a fairly fresh unit under Ten Hag. They've come for a few years of kind of not knowing what the fuck's going on. Newcastle are obviously looking good, but I expect them to probably fall off a bit. Chelsea again, a bit of an unknown. I just think still it's it's a kind of it's a blessing and a curse for Spurs. We've got this kind of core unit that we tend to bemoan that we say, oh, we don't win stuff because we've still got this core unit that's failed under Pochettino yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the same part, I don't think we give enough credit to the fact that that's a core unit that still scrapes us into the top four, that still yeah. always has us in the conversation in the Champions exactly. League, getting through the group stages. Exactly. It's a team that knows how to do it. 
You know, as we were talking about Croatia earlier in the World Cup, they're a team that knows how to do it. I think Tottenham do occupy a kind of similar place like that in terms of like, even when all hope... Last season is a prime example of this. All hope is gone. The boys can still suddenly be like, fuck it, right, okay, come on, let's give our heads a wobble and just get this done. We know what needs to be done. And we still can do that, you know? Um, so I do expect us to get into the top four. And I've I've just got a funny feeling again. I've got a funny feeling. I, I, I did after this group stage. I've got a funny feeling we're potentially going to do something special in the Champions League again this year. So, wow. I, I hope know. so, because the, the alternative is that Giroud knocks us out of uh, the World Cup and uh, the Champions League. And Merry Christmas to you too, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started <laughs> 